So yeah, I can be a pilot. At the Air Force Academy, I can be anything. Army and Navy, play for second. That's a long, big, beautiful blue line. You have some grit, you have some perseverance. I'll tell you what, you can do it now all areas of life. That's just the way you gotta compete. Welcome to Thin Air. What's going on, everybody? It's another installment of the FMV podcast. Today's date is August 7th, 2018. Why does it matter what the date is? I don't even know why I'm telling you guys. But uh, yeah, it's me, Kamish, and here I have Archie as well. Uh, We have a fantastic episode for you today, as always. But today we have a very special interview guest. We have two Uh, interview guests. They're very, very close to our hearts. Should we tell them who it is? We'll uh, keep them on their toes. you got to keep listening to find out. All right. Well, we're going to start out, and we're going to talk a little bit of football, and then we'll roll uh, straight into our interview from there. Uh, so you had a little bit of football news coming out on the forefront. So what do you got? We actually have a fair amount to talk about in terms of football, but it's not going to be our normal talk about uh, how we're not respected and how we're going to beat Army and Navy and all that stuff. We're talking NFL status. So... Obviously, um, Ben Garland, you know, big, big FNBA guy, at least that's what we proclaim, yeah. uh, big Air Force Academy guy as well, is a lineman for the Saints. Also, a little bit lesser known is Garrett Griffin, who is a tight, who's a tight end. Do you know what year he graduated? Was it 16? Yeah, he was 2016. Not to say that he's lesser known, just that he hasn't been as established in the league yet. Well, I would say... He's been on since he graduated. But he hasn't, he hasn't been on an active roster, is that correct? He's been on the practice squad? I believe okay, so, Okay, yeah. so, I mean, Ben Garland has legitimate playing time in playoff football. Um, so I would say he's a little bit lesser known, but point is, he's fighting on the Saints right now in camp to try and make a spot on the active roster. 2016 grad tight end. Um, so not only that, but also on the Saints... Uh, basically team there is their quarterback coach Joe Lombardi yeah the Lombardi he's the grandson of uh, the coach Lombardi uh, Vince Vince Lombardi Lombardi. and he was a player at the Air Force Academy too so it's pretty cool to have uh, two guys representing the Academy for the Saints who could be a pretty decent team this year yeah Um, I mean just like you said of course Ben Garland's a huge FNBA guy, and by that we mean that we comment on every single one of his pictures on Instagram and tell him he's handsome, and we <laughs> ask him to wear our gear and that kind of thing. But other than that, yes, he is a big FNBA guy, and uh, I mean it's cool being able to wish luck to all the guys, um, you know, who went to our small school and are now doing it in the league, and it's once again just proof that like we are a legitimate school, a legitimate football school. And uh, hopefully we'll be able to see more guys in the future. And, I mean, I'd say just best of luck to those guys. Uh, it's really awesome. Yeah, and I think, it, I think it's helpful for everything. It's helpful for recruiting. The more guys you have actually uh, making a name for, name for themselves in the league, it's just going to show guys that, yeah, okay, with the new rule kind of being overturned, you might have to put in a little bit of time after graduation, but uh, it doesn't mean, like, that dream of going to the NFL is necessarily – uh, going to the wayside just because you decide to go to the academy. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I mean, I think that it's doesn't need to be said, but I think that in a few years we'll be seeing a few of the guys like uh, Jalen Robinette will, has very much has a legitimate shot at making it in the league. Um, 
I think it's several positions, and I'm sure there's a few other guys who are probably working right now on, on that same kind of track who were 2016, 2017, and, and probably some of the even 2018 grads, that kind of thing. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Any, any news that you got on the college front? For the college front, as far as Air Force goes? Yeah. Not or, a whole lot. kind of behind enemy lines, either way. Yeah, so a little behind enemy lines, basically, um, I was killing time at work. Not that no, nobody ever wastes time, but I was killing a little bit of time, getting ready for football season, and there was an article that was basically the top 10 college coaches that are kind of on the hot seat this season. So, you know, they could get could get the boot if things don't go right. Um you're gonna have to you're gonna have to help me with the pronunciation here, but Navy's coach, Coach Niamato, go for it. Niamato Nintendo. <laughs> yeah, Coach Nintendo, uh, Navy's head coach, apparently is on the hot seat because they started pretty nice last year. I don't remember if they were four oh, actually, or five. Sorry, no. sorry, just an update. It's actually Ayatollah Enzo. So. <laughs> Ayatollah Enzo. All right. We're going to need, like, I need to, next time I'm going to have to do that thing where you spell it out, you know, using, like, not the actual pronunciation, not the actual spelling, but the way to pronounce it, just so we sound a little bit more professional. There you go. Um, But apparently he's on the hot seat. I don't know how true that is. They said because he went, I don't know if it was 4-0 or 5-0 to start the season and then kind of tanked after that. And I think they ended up finishing just under 500. Um, Not a good look, but I think... As anything with the academies, at the end of the day, if you're able to beat one or two of the service academies every other year for right or for wrong, you're kind of solidifying your seat there as head coach. Yeah, I think uh, with I think Navy is one of the schools out of the three service academies. If anybody has uh, their hands kind of deep into the the controls of what's going on in football, I think it's probably going to be Navy uh, more so than our graduates and. Uh, I, maybe West Point's graduates are close, but um, I, I think of when it comes down to like the boosters and donors and civilians who work and civilians and graduates who work within the Naval Academy program, I have a feeling that they get to have a little bit more say. So I think red flags do pop up a lot quicker uh, for Navy's coach than possibly would happen with us. Um, but I think it's also just a philosophy of the school. Like we like sticking with what we know. We had. We've only had, what, three coaches in the last 30-something years since Coach DeBerry took over? Um, yeah, I don't know the exact number, but it's, I only know two two people that have coached at Air Force. So yeah, it's it's a crazy, crazy small amount. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's just I, – I think it's good. I think that what I think what that kind of says, at least if there's a national conversation about that, I don't know if that's just local, or but if they're saying that it's top ten coaches uh, who are on the hot seat and Army ousted their coach – uh, pretty recently it's and it's not necessarily always just a coaching issue sometimes it is an ad issue i have i was on record last year saying that i thought that we had a legitimate ad problem uh i didn't like the even if it was just the sheer appearance of it uh having jim Knowlton, who was an army grad great guy awesome um that he you know total badass guy he was special forces all that kind of stuff i wish him the best but he doesn't have an invested interest uh in Air Force athletics, other than the fact that it's his job, and I mean, you don't want to lose your job, but if he's, you know, if he gets hired there in the first place, he can always move on and do something else. So, uh, it's just a bad look. I think we need to have a lot more graduates uh, working within the program, and it's. I think it's the same thing with them. They kind of they have like their eyes on it, and it's it's good because I think that as much as we just want us to rise above uh, West Point and Navy athletics, it's like one of those things where if we all kind of rise up, then we're all in that national conversation. So. 
uh, I think that's a storyline to keep an eye out yeah. on. And for the rest you of the were, show. in the beginning of the podcast, you were wondering why we say the date every time. And I'll tell you the reason. It's because if we go back into the FNBA podcast archives, probably just under a year ago, we may have been the first to break the news that our AD probably wasn't the best situation for us and he could have been a spy from West Point. All of a sudden, he's fired. So, I don't know. Who, who was yeah. on the front line of that? Credit us that, Brett Brigaman of the Sea <laughs> Springs Gazette. So, we want credit next time. He's verified, so be careful. Yeah, I will. He's got that big, bad, blue check mark. We don't want to mess with him. <laughs> Yeah, um, not, honestly, not a whole lot coming out of Air Force. I think it's good. I think things have been kind of quiet. Um, camp has started officially, and we are real close to kickoff. Um, I I don't know if Army and Navy – I think it's another thing we need to look at is whether we the, some of the things that we do um, are good or bad and in that are we just doing them for tradition or what's kind of the point. This whole system that we basically have where – Week one, we play a cupcake of a team and just route them at home um, in front of our friends and family. And then the next week or the two weeks, then we take a week off and go play some powerhouse team. And then after that, we get into conference play. I just want to know if that's maybe the best strategy. And like this year, we play uh, who is it? Who do we? I forget exactly who we Stony had first. Um, st- okay, it was it was Stony Brook? Yeah. So garbage team, last year we played VMI, uh, but the year before that it was like Colgate, and we just play these awful teams um, and just crush them, and then we kind of like take a week off and then lose a little bit of confidence going to the big game. So we have that first game, and then we have a week off, and then we go into FAU uh, against Lane Kiffin's team, which is dangerous. I don't know what to expect no from a team like that. He's done, his, he's done his due diligence in recruiting, um, and it could be a tough game, and then we roll right into conference play, and we kind of have to recalibrate. So that's going to be another thing to keep an eye on. I don't know if that's more football operations or if that is an AD thing, um, but I I just think it's important to like, kind of recognize these things and at least keep tabs on them. I don't know. Yeah, I, I also feel like I don't know how easy it is to kind of get these on the schedule, but I don't want to kind of half-ass it and go with FAU as kind of that powerhouse team that we're playing. I, I feel like it might be hard to get up for a game like that when you could schedule an Oklahoma or a Texas or a Penn State or something crazy like that, I don't know why uh, as the team that we're going to go for and not kind of go a little bit bigger. Well, I think the reason, I mean, I know the reason why it's for, it's for recruiting. It's for the aspect of, Hey, you're going to be able to go down there and travel. And then you get to get some exposure on East coast teams. It's the same reason why we went down to Georgia uh, and played in Atlanta stadium. Uh, it's just to get exposure for kids around that area. If the, hey, come out and watch Air Force play. Oh, I didn't know Air Force had a team. Kind of come in. Next thing you know, these kids are applying and they're on, they're on the footsteps. Yeah. That kind of thing. So, I get that aspect of it, but it's it's just that little brother effect again, to where like Navy. What is their their big marketing move? Is they go and get to play uh, Notre Dame in Dublin, and it's like, dude, you know, that's like. <laughs> And it's going to be on NBC. So I think just these might be AD-type things or, or long-term things to look into. But it's just like, we're a better team. I think it's time that our program start acting like it. That is really what it comes down to. Agreed. All right, so uh, that's pretty much talking football slash a little behind enemy lines. Uh, let's go ahead and get into this interview. Do you want to do a little drum roll and we'll say who it is? Are you ready? I don't know how this is going to sound. Okay. This might be bad podcasting, but... Okay, that's good. That's good. Uh, it's us. Surprise. 
So in one of the most in one of the most narcissistic and self indulgent moves ever, we're going to interview ourselves. Uh, and by that, what we mean is we're just going to talk a little bit about the history of FNBA today because we want to have something to point back to uh, when people ask questions like, "Hey, what are you guys all about? Uh, where'd you come from? Why do you do this?" Uh, just having something on the record to point back to is kind of cool. And then also, we do get people in the DMs uh, asking us why we do it people might not understand our intentions sometimes so just to get this out there and kind of spread the good word we're just going to talk a little bit uh casually about our history yeah so as is um, as is tradition for anything so, air force we're going to elaborate on the history that we don't really have because it's only been about a year and a half and yeah. uh indulge on that yeah um so i mean it's a little awkward i don't even know how to start but i guess what i'll say is so you and I, and we'll give this, a, the other thing too that I realized is people, when we first started, not so much now, but people do ask now, they'll just say, who are you? And I think we have enough of a following to where it's like, if I could tell you my name, like social security number, whatever you want to know, and you're not going to, it's not really going to get you to where, cause like we were there at totally different times. So, um, but what I will say is you and I went to the academy at the same time, we were in the same class. Um, and then we both just kind of liked a lot of the same, like humor, uh, that kind of thing, not Academy related necessarily. Um, and when we got out, we were at the same base to start out and we, what we started doing was we were making like dumb content for just our friends. We had like, we still have it actually. Uh, we're in a fancy football league and we, would do like these really long-winded write-ups as if we were bloggers or as if we were like podcasters and just talk about some of this. Do you remember some of the stuff like that we would talk about? Just yeah, I think one time, one time I compared every person in the league to a different character, The Office, and it was like more work than I've ever done at the academy, and I did it for a fantasy football. Yeah, uh, so that was just like the kind of stuff that we got into, and we both kind of toyed around a little bit with um, maybe doing like kind of not side hustle type stuff but just like just different ways to kind of get that creative outlet covered that you don't really get from doing anything in the air force um and then i'll let you tell like what was your idea because you approached me about the idea of starting fmba and so what was your thought process on that honestly and maybe i don't want to get too into the weeds but um I have a, before I went to the Air Force Academy, I had a pre, had pretty close ties to West Point. Yeah. And so I, I grew up kind of like in, in the West Point world. And I always saw how people like the graduates of West Point were super into their school, if that yeah. makes sense. Like they, they just like, they thrived on it. It didn't matter if you were a, you know, a dude in chemistry club or a dude on the basketball team. Everyone was like, all about army football and it didn't matter who you were and everyone just kind of came together for that as, as far as i could tell obviously i didn't go there but so i went to the air force academy and then um after we got out we kind of noticed a little bit as we were there and i'm sure i was part of the problem too when i was there but then once you get out you kind of realize like we don't have that same camaraderie that it seemed like the other service academies have maybe it's because we're newer maybe it's just because the environment's different there could be a multitude of different reasons, but I think we both kind of noticed that there was something lacking there. And I mean, no diss to the AOG or anything like that. We've talked about it before, but I don't think people really connect as much 
um, to the very rigid and you know systematic uh, being that is the the AOG and what they provide. And they provide a lot of great things for graduates, but I don't think they provide as much of like the humor and the um, things that like maybe the public don't, they don't want the public to see about the academy. And so I think we, I was just kind of like, hey dude, we might as well just try and see if we can start something, see if it gets going. And it was like December of 2016. Uh, we lived about two blocks away from each other, but we just started texting about it, and then uh, I don't know. You want to take it from there? Yeah, I, I mean, I'll, I will never forget the text that you gave me. I think you actually might have called. I don't know. What? Well, I say I don't forget. I'm clearly forgetting now, but uh, I just remember it because it was kind of like you didn't even finish the idea, and I was like, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. I don't because it was just like yeah. <laughs> you're just like yeah hey you know I have this idea maybe we could start this thing and then we didn't know kind of what it was obviously we had some of the predecessors at the academy uh, that we heard about like the e dodo I don't know what that is necessarily but I know that that was a thing back in like the 90s 80s and I think it goes back pretty far um, and then obviously we had when we were cadets we had the Facebook thing um, my life is cadet and that was uh, that was just like some of the posts and they. They posted good humor stuff, but that was more just like cadet driven. I think our the idea uh, was kind of just bringing grads together, and we didn't even exactly know how to do that. Uh, but I do remember just because, like, when we were first starting out, it's one of those things where it's when you're first trying to start something like that, if it falls flat on its face, like it's pretty embarrassing. So we like didn't tell any of our friends, and <laughs> we just started. We just pumped out like 20 or 30 memes and just like posted them up there and then just started following like every person that we knew uh that was our friends i think that's like a pretty obvious strategy for like growing at first and then uh i don't know like the first night we got like 20 likes on a post or something and we were like texting back for like dude did you see that we crushed that and so that was like Really, really funny. And then, of course, I think it kind of grew from there. How long was it before we first started talking about making, like, gear and stuff? Um, well, actually, no, tell you got to tell uh, the first part. You had an idea that you came to the table with when you told me about that, that you wanted to start this whole thing. You ha already had a shirt in mind. Oh, the parade dress shirt. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, one of the most iconic things that we have, my favorite shirt that we have, and it's, like, Mm -hmm. we we didn't even know how we were going to make it happen like at the time i was i was convinced we were going to be shelling out like three grand and not sell anything i was like this is going to be terrible and uh yeah yeah and i was like i just like i was like that would be so funny if we had t-shirts that were like the parade dress or something like that and then little did we know like six months later we were getting t pictures from uh you remember that dad he was wearing like a legitimate parade dress uniform but he had the t-shirt white shorts and core frams on it yeah. was like a parent at parents weekend so it's just like kind of yeah. coming full circle but yeah that was like my original t-shirt idea and then yeah we just kind of posted i remember us being like all right we have to get like a bunch of posts up there originally so people don't think we're just gonna like die you know we're gonna get they're not gonna follow us if they think we're gonna stop this after like a week and we followed like maybe 200 people and that was it. And then, like, people just started following, and, and it kind of grew very, very organically. That's the thing that's been awesome is, you know, if we do any hashtags, it's, like, Army and Navy play for a second or something that's relevant. But, you know, and, and credit where, I mean, I, I respect the hustle of anybody who's trying to 
you know, get something out there and they do all their crazy, crazy hashtags, follow, follow for follow, all that stuff. But that's been the, the most, the best thing about it is like, I can confidently say, except for maybe all the random spam accounts that follow us, like everything has been legit, like organic following, which has been awesome. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing. And then this is kind of one of those things where I don't want to speak for, uh, you know, the people in our community, but that's the thing is like, we don't have like followers or fans. It's a community. It's I, and I hope that's the vibe that everybody else uh, is able to pick up on that. We're not doing this because we want to like sell shirts. The reason why we get fired up to like sell shirts and we try to promo it is because we want people to actually like wear our stuff and just be out there and kind of like, Oh, that's like a funny shirt. And you know, and so and to talk a little bit about that, well, first of all, and this is just a peek behind the curtain, we've told people this at the tailgates last year, we haven't taken a dollar from it. What we've done is we've used we've used some of the money to uh, support like the FNBA party last year, and then we'll do it again this year. But then, other than that, it's strictly been investments in other gear. So when we first started out, we went through like a t-shirt company where we bought like inventory, and then uh, we had to pay like out of our own pockets for that, and then hopefully recoup after that. And then now we do that with some things to keep it really cheap, like our koozies and uh, like the the challenge coins and the belts. Like the belts were a huge gamble, um, but other than that, everything else is made to order, like hats and shirts and stuff like that. So that's why we can keep our hats fresh. But yeah, if if just know that if you're buying something, it's not going for me to buy me or Archie to buy a bucket of Coors Light at Haps. <laughs> it's going to be reinvested into uh, all the stuff that we're doing. And it's awesome. It's a lot of fun. Like, we have a blast doing this. And um, it's just funny looking back. Like, it's so cool seeing, like, the flags out there, like, in all the different jets and everything. And it is it's just proof that, like, even when we do kind of have something that might be dumb, just seeing the support out there has been really, really cool. Yeah. In my opinion. And just like you said, it's, like, literally the the reason we we, we – we promote products and things like that. One is because we kind of believe in them and we think they're, they're cool and they're funny. And like, I wear, I wear the products all the time, even though yeah. when I originally started this thing, I was like, I'm not going to wear this. Like it's the most like self, what's the word? Self-indulgement, whatever. Yeah. Self-indulgent. Yeah. It's like self-indulging to wear your own stuff. But then I'm like, no, like the, the trucker hat that we have now, that's like the American flag, but it's air force style. I wear that thing every weekend. Cause I think it's awesome. And yeah. the more the more stuff we sell, the cooler things we can do, like the party and the and the tailgate uh, for the Navy game this year. So it's just like it all just kind of works for everybody. Yeah, um, and then just like I said, the coolest stuff that we get is just is mostly submissions from people. Um, I think those are the best. And moving forward, the one thing that we kind of promised ourselves and promised each other the beginning of this is that we're going to do it as long as it's fun. And so I think that it was, it's been a blast since day one. It's been cool seeing it grow. It's been cool seeing this kind of community be, get bigger and bigger. And I think that looking forward, that's just what we're going to continue to do. As long as people like what we're doing and as long as it's fun, we're just going to keep making content. So, um, yeah, I mean, is there anything else that we missed? I think one of the other funny things is how just like, if, and this is, we get people that ask for advice in starting it, and uh, there's a few copycats out there who uh, I kind of coincidentally popped up right around the time 
that we started seeing some success. And I mean, that's awesome. You know, if you think you have like another angle or something that we're not, you know, covering, that's essentially why we started it is because we thought that the AOG wasn't doing a good job of covering stuff. So we were like, we'll just do it ourselves. And so maybe that's what some people are doing. But uh, when people ask us for advice, there's no advice. There's no magic, you know, answer to it. It's just like people are going to, if they feel that you're doing something genuine uh, and they mess with it, like they, they like it, then it's going to do well. And that's really what it comes down to. There's no, there's no magic potion. Uh, there's no hashtag that you can do. There's no, you can't purchase followers or anything like that. Um, but yeah, just looking back, it's funny how basically the way we came up with the name was we just went th- ran through all of the different things, like all the different sayings, cat sayings. We tried like variations of Schofield's quote, <laughs> uh, like all like all different kinds of cadet area stuff. And I think we kind of landed on fastening below average as a placeholder. I think I said it, and you were just like, uh, yeah, we'll stick with that for now, but we'll probably come up with something way better. I was like, yeah, we will. That sucks. And then we just kind of stuck with it, and now it's like, you know, you hear it, and it's like you're not even really processing what it is. It's just that's the funny, it rolls yeah. off the tongue. It was kind of the same thing with our Yeah, our that's movie. the funny thing. It's like it's, it's such a long name, fast knee below average. Like what company has that many names? But you're right. At this point, it's just like you just say it and you don't even think about it. It's like FNBA. You just think, you know, just say it, you don't even think about it. Yeah. And then I think another cool thing that is that, um, and I've said this before in other podcasts, that like FNBA is whatever the cadet or the grad or the cadet a, a person applying, it, it is whatever they want it to be for them. You know, because I've had, I have cadets who message us and say, like, that's stupid, that's not a relevant meme. Like, no one uses Camus anymore. It's like, why are you posting that? It's like, because, dude, that was the four-year clip. That was how it was when I was there. And we have the same thing of, like, older grads who are like, this is stupid. Like, I can't believe they're doing this now. Talk more about, like, bring me men and stuff like that. It's just, like, it's funny because it's, like, really people get passionate about it because, uh, you know, they want it to relate to them. But it's just cool seeing how uh, some of these jokes kind of span, like, 30 years. Uh, 30 40 years yeah and there's always gonna there's always gonna be some that hit with some people and miss with others but uh i think if you can look past the ones that you you know don't don't uh what's the word connect with then there's gonna be something for you eventually yeah um and so we're always looking for new ways to grow i think we're pretty happy uh right now with like the kind of stuff that we're doing and like you said it's organic like we're not going to push anything we do this podcast we're not trying to push this on people we do it because we love to do it like it's a lot of fun and just hearing uh you know even getting messages when we get lazy and miss a podcast or two people are like hey where's the podcast like it's awesome we love getting that uh and same thing with like just like posts and parties and that kind of stuff so i think moving forward like i, I don't want to say too much or promise too much or even kind of you know, put too much out there, but like, I'd love to get a website up. Um, that's just like, everything's kind of centralized and potentially get, have a forum to where more people can have access to sharing stuff. So, um, you know, we could get more current cadets to like make things and then like potentially, I don't know, even do more podcasts or stuff like that. We've already started getting interviews, uh, and all kinds of stuff. So we're just, I mean, we're really excited. We're really happy with where we are. You know, if it fizzled out, fizzles out this year, was an awesome run and it's been fine but if we go on for the next 30 years i don't know uh that's awesome too so uh that's really all i got to say about that yeah if you guys have 
if there are any other questions, like we said, this is like the most uh, narcissistic oh, yeah. interview in the world. But if you guys do have any other questions about either, you know, where we are planning to take this, what, what, are, what the vision is, things like that, obviously feel free to let us know because this is an open forum. Like Kamish was saying, it's, it's the community aspect that we're going for, so that includes yeah. everybody. No doubt. Well, uh, that's good. So that's that's got it out there. If any of you have any questions, I think I think we pretty much covered all of it. Uh, the one thing I will say is that one thing that we do really purposely is we walk a very fine line of what is legal when it comes to using uh, trademark and copyright. If you'll notice, nothing that we ever say says Air Force Falcons or Air Force Football um, because we've been shut down by every single t-shirt company pretty much on the internet for trying to use that kind of stuff. And that's fine because we don't want to get a cease and desist letter from Air Force Athletics anyways. Uh, but that's pretty purposeful that we do that kind of stuff. So that's just one other thing yeah. that I want to bring up that I thought was funny. <laughs> Sweet. Cool. Um, all right. Well, let's do a couple segments and then we'll uh, close this thing out. Let's. I wanted to do uh, an, a kind of an audio I mean, more so just talk about the trend of some of the submissions that we've been getting that are hilarious lately. Uh, I know you've seen them. It's the dualies <laughs> moving across the Tizo inefficiently. Um, moving time, see, dually year and moving time and acceptance day, it's a weird crossroads because you get released like six weeks of being told when to poop, when to eat, when to walk, <laughs> where to go, do everything, like when you're allowed to like sleep, to all of a sudden you're still really, really restricted. Like you're always having like eyeballs on you. But you kind of have to take care of your own schedule and like go and do your own stuff. And so we've been getting submissions of dualies moving, and it's hilarious because they're kind of just trying to follow like basic rules. So you've got kids. We got the one of a kid picking up a Footlocker with the dolly on top of it and just carrying them both, like this heavy thing. That's electric. That was hilarious. And uh, the funny thing is, you can kind of like. Like you said, you go from this this state where everything is scheduled out for you to you actually have to make a few decisions on your own. Yeah. And you know what you know what was going through that kid's brain is he's just like I don't even know if I'm allowed to put this thing down on the truck yeah. on the on the dolly like to be safe I'm just gonna carry this massive truck across the entire hallway because I don't want to get yelled at for putting it on the wheels. Yeah, it's a very weird like Stanford prison experiment kind of. Th- kind of way of thinking but uh it definitely leads to some pretty funny stuff another one we got was uh like three dualies pushing um their their foot lockers on the dollies and one kid in the front who had it like vertical and i can only <laughs> assume that he was either doing some kind of like cubic wheel thing where he was like throwing or like like doing a tire flip where he's just flipping it over and over or he was just picking it up and putting it down. I don't know what he was doing, but that was hilarious too. Um, so I hope to see some more of those because they're awesome. Yeah, wasn't there another one? Uh, we got three, right? There might have been. I don't know if I saw the other one then. Oh, maybe not. But Oh, the other one was <laughs> those kids that who had like a PVC pipe. Oh, yeah. And they were yeah, hanging. <laughs> yep. And that was like the one where they're, that's overthinking it. That's when you're like, hey. What up? Can you explain what if, I don't, if people haven't seen it, just try to explain the picture. Um, picture two kids making like a 
using like a I don't even know see, that's the thing what was it I don't even know what it was it was like a two by four they were using it as like a beam and you ever see those cartoons when and I think this is from like uh the jungle book when the natives or when the people like capture the kid and they tie him up by his feet and his arms to the po- by the pole and they're like carrying yeah. him over the shoulders that's it's like a pig roast that's yeah that's basically what these kids were doing with their stuff they like looped it on and you could tell they thought they were genius but it's really just like <laughs> shoulder pressing like hundreds of pounds and carrying it when that they could have just pushed it on a dolly i don't know or just put it on their back yeah exactly so that was those were great yeah those are hilarious definitely a, a an interesting case study in how you think after uh, after six weeks of being a just mindless little drone. So, uh, and then did you have another segment you want to do, or you want to do a soups list? Um, let's go into soups list. Okay. Um, back to school. It was almost here. It's a day uh, yesterday, and so I want to do a soups list of back to school supplies he purchases a kid at. All right. Is this like any year? It could be. Yeah, it could be at a year. Dual year, yep. first year, doesn't matter. Yep. All right. You want me to go first? Yeah, you can go first. Are we gonna zigzag this seesaw? Yeah, we'll uh, we'll seesaw it. All right. My first one is you have to buy one. When you do this as a freshman, you do it out of the out of like legitimately thinking you'll use it. Every year after that, you do it to make yourself feel better. Yeah. You buy one massive notebook that you're not gonna actually that you're gonna pretend to take notes in for the entire semester. Yep. So it's it's like the most unorganized system in the world. You just get the thickest notebook you can find, pretend to segment it off by class, and then uh, just to not get in trouble, you you write notes that you'll never look at again. Yeah, I like that. See, actually, I was gonna put that as my second one basically, but I'll put it as my first. I was gonna say organiza- organizational things that just end up making you less organized. So you might, yeah. whether it's like a desk calendar that you end up just like scribbling notes on and just throwing kind of on the side of your desk or some kind of little like bin that just ends up getting thrown in your drawer uh, during a Sammy. It's always just things that are supposed to make your life a little bit better and they just do nothing in the end. So Yeah, the desk calendar that'll be on September for the entire year. Yeah, exactly. Because you'd have to like pick up your <laughs> keyboard and your monitor to even change it. Yeah. All right, that's my first one. Okay. Well, that was my first one, too. Organizational ones. Oh. Okay. Uh, my second one is one blues shirt that's going to last you the entire year. Nice. Yep. <laughs> so um, we've talked about this one a little bit before. You there? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. We talked about this one a little bit before, but uh, you never actually dry clean it. You just wash it every Sunday. Yeah. And you hang it up. You, and then throughout the week, you do little sprays of cologne underneath the armpits, and you're good to go. Just don't raise your arms too high because you got the, you know you got those green rings. Yeah, that's awesome. See, I was going to say, there's there's more like three types of people at the academy. There's the people who uh, starch and dry clean their shirts like every day, maybe even once before lunch, once after lunch. Uh, there's the people who do kind of what you do. Just wash it yourself, never starch it, and maybe maybe just do the crease that's supposed to last the whole semester. And then there's yep. the people who just never wash it and uh, and then just wear a blues jacket every single day. And <laughs> I'm not going to say which one I was under, but it was definitely the last one. So, yeah. <laughs> Big gross guy that was. You can, you can tell a lot about somebody based on their blue shirt. Yeah. And how they treat it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
Uh, that's great. So for me, online access codes that you're supposed to buy, that you're supposed to get with the books that you buy, and it's like to log in to do homework, but then uh, you never end up buying the book and you just buy the, the code. So books are expensive. Sometimes you'll have like a $200 book, and that's supposed to come with like a little learning DVD and an online access code where you can do your homework. Uh, but you can buy those codes sometimes for like 20 bucks if you go to the website. So I'm a big fan of that. <laughs> and then you're like texting your buddy who's in your squad. Actually, not your buddy probably, but somebody who's in the same class. You're like, hey, bro, can I borrow your book tonight? And they're like, no, dude, go buy a book. Like, be responsible. And you're like, you no. literally, you're literally paying money for a series of digits so you don't get in trouble. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's, that's it. <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah. My last one is uh, every year you gotta you gotta treat yourself and you buy yourself a back to school present from Amazon that's probably way too expensive. Oh yeah. Just to kind of make yourself feel better about uh, starting the year. Again. Oh yeah. But you gotta remember when you do that. Uh, it's not going to get to you for like six weeks. And not because Amazon isn't delivering it, but because the mailroom gets backed up and th- like their whole excuse is, yeah, sorry, we just didn't get to it. And it's like, no, seriously, my package has been here for like three days. And they just kind of stare at you like, well, what are you going to do about it? So, and you're just kind of like, I, think, I guess you're right, nothing. And you just walk away. I think my freshman year, I bought a keyboard. No, I've never really played piano, and the only time I used it is when I threw it in the trash can senior year. And then uh, sophomore year, do you remember Jack Threads? Yeah. That was a big thing sophomore year. I bought a ridiculous amount of clothes on Jack Threads. They don't tell you that uh, when you don't try things on in a store, they probably won't fit. Yeah. So I basically spent like $100 on t-shirts that I've never worn once. And it's kind of a tradition. But you probably held on to them and like carried them back and forth across the Tizo like... <laughs> You know what? Yeah. <laughs> it was my fit one day. I don't know. Every once in a while, I throw them in the wash with my one blue shirt just to just yeah. to convince myself I'd wear them. Yeah, that's good. Uh, my last one is one new razor. So what you do is you get out. Razors are expensive. Everybody's seen those Dollar Shave Club commercials. Um, razors are real expensive. So you buy one and then you just use it until it basically turns into a like spork. Like that has the sharpness sharpness of like plastic silverware, and uh, <laughs> you just shave with that, and it's usually really brutal on your skin, especially when you wake up five minutes before class and you have to do a dry shave, uh, that's really really patchy. Uh, but shout out to that one razor that always lasted. I know there was a lot of kids who would use who would buy like fancy electric ones. Uh, those don't work as well. Not as good as a fresh new disposable razor that you make last an entire semester. It's funny. I still haven't learned my lesson from that. I'm still I'm still kind of going with that. Before before school tra- uh, tradition right now. Yeah. Not good for the skin. No, not great. Uh, cool. So that's our suits list. Um, so we already stated it as to why you should, but let's do a little minutes. Where are they going to head to to buy stuff? Fastneatbelowaverage.com. Spell average, A-V-G. So fastneatbelowavg.com. We just want to make your life easier by taking out about three letters. Yep. Um, the big thing is we want everybody to be all geared up, ready to go for the the season, and uh, we're we're throwing down for the Navy weekend, so we hope to see everybody out there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, more details to come on the party for that. We do a Friday night party before the game, and then the day of we'll do a tailgate. And uh, we have a few lessons learned from last year, and hopefully this year will be. Uh, last year was awesome, but hopefully it'll be better this year as well. Um, so that's really all I got. You got anything else? No. 
All right, awesome. We'll talk to you guys next week. See ya. So yeah, I can be a pilot. At the Air Force Academy, I can be anything. Army and Navy, play for second. That's a long, big, beautiful blue line. You have some grit. You have some perseverance. I'll tell you what, you can do it now all areas of life. That's just the way you got to compete. Welcome to Thin Air.